Good evening, Aston Villa fans. Welcome to the Villa Forever podcast. I am your host, Chad Williams. This evening, I'm joined by my special guest, Dougie Critchley, who is a European football expert on Sky Sports News and presenter of the Football Daily podcast. I'm really pleased to have you on the show, Dougie. Especially Thanks for on, having me on. Especially transfer deadline day. Yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy day. It's been a it's been a lot of fun, but no, I'm delighted to be here. Thanks for having me on, Chad. I'm really looking forward to our chat today. Yeah, yeah, I really I really like your your football daily podcast. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, it's fans like you that that make it what it is. So yeah, we've um. Had a lot of support over the years. It's been going for about uh, 11 years now. I've been part of it since 2017. Um, and yeah, it's going from strength to strength, but only because of loyal followers and, and supporters like yourself. And before I get more into the interview, Dougie, I'd just like to introduce myself about the condition. Duchenne muscular dystrophy is a progressive fatal muscle wasting disease. Muscles deteriorate, leading to paralysis, heart and lung failure, and early death. Duchenne is 100% fatal, and there is currently no cure. Very few people with the condition live beyond the age of 30. It's very important that we need to Create awareness of DMD today. I was diagnosed when I was three years old. 24 years on, there is still no cure for this terrible disease. So that's all. That's all. Please help spread awareness. So, Dougie, can you spread awareness about this awful condition? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, what you're doing is absolutely incredible you know, raising awareness and doing this incredible podcast. So I'd be happy to share it as much as possible on all my social media and do everything I can to help because uh, it's truly inspirational. Oh, I really appreciate that comment. Good. So I'll go on to the first question then. Uh, what is it like to work for Sky Sports News? What's yeah, the environment like? Yeah, it's brilliant. Thank you. Um, yeah, I've been really enjoying it. So Football Daily is owned by Sky. It got bought by Sky in 2016 and they invested quite a lot into it, which meant that we managed to, or Football Daily managed to hire new people at the time, which was myself included. And over the last six years, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. We are now in Sky Sports' main building. We used to have our own office in central London yeah. but during the pandemic that closed. So we're now in Sky's main building. And over the last year or so, we've been used more and more on Sky Sports News and across uh, their sort of programming, which has been a lot, a lot of fun. And the environment is very inspiring. You know, it's a, you know, a, a building full of sport obsessed people. You know, there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of expertise around. I really do think that they are some of the, the sort of industry leaders in sports broadcasting. So it's been a massive privilege to be a small part of it over the last few years. And I've uh, thoroughly enjoyed my time here so far. Yeah, but a lot of work goes on behind the scenes that you don't realise. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the amount of... So I've been on Sky Sports News this week on, on Wednesday and Thursday. And the amount of camera operators they have, floor managers, um, people, you know, you know, going as far 
you know, backers, you know, cleaners, you know, make pe- operations people in the whole department. There are so, so many people involved uh, to make Sky Sports and the, the products that we produce here. So it's, yeah, it's an incredible team effort. And as an occasional presenter, we are the front of it. And we managed to unfortunately take a lot of credit that doesn't, you know, often should go to producers. It should go to the people writing the scripts. It should go to the people, you know, operating the cameras, etc. But it's a real team effort to produce what Sky do. I'd love to really go to see what it's all about. Yeah, well, that'd be, that'd be brilliant. Intrigued. Yeah, no, it's a, it's an absolutely imp- incredible place. There's like three or four different buildings. We're based near Heathrow in London, um, and it's his own sort of mini village. There's restaurants, there's, you know, supermarkets. Uh, it's extraordinary, really. How do you have so much good knowledge about different clubs around Europe? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I've always been quite interested in football outside of England as well. I remember growing up, I played a lot of football manager and that really sort of inspired me to, yeah, look beyond the Premier League and the Championship and the English leagues, really. And then I suppose it's just built over time. I was a key part of Euro Football Daily. I was the senior producer on Euro Football Daily, which was a Football Daily sister channel, which had about coming up to about 500,000 subscribers, so about a quarter of the viewership of football daily but we really did try and carve out a niche of you know really getting to know the other top five leagues in europe in particular producing a lot of content around the champions league europa league and conference league uh, we actually made the decision about six months ago to combine the two channels so we only have football daily now and we're producing more content on football daily but that's how it sort of got into it and then yeah i've just always been fascinated by watching as much football as possible you know, one of my favourite things is if I've missed a game on, on a Saturday or Sunday, catching up with it on the Monday, going around all the different YouTube channels of the various leagues and just uh, absolutely feasting on everything they've got to offer. There's a very exciting talent going through Europe at the moment. A really what, sorry? Exciting talent. Absolutely, yeah. No, we've seen, well, we've seen with Villa, haven't you? You picked up Pau Torres from La Liga, you picked up... Uh, Musa Diaby from Bar Leverkusen, uh, two players who have excelled for their previous clubs in recent years uh, in European competition as well. Uh, and Liga continues to produce talent after talent. Um, yeah, it's, it's absolutely sensational seeing that these young players emerge and, and take to the stage so naturally. I think the quality of players isn't is only improving, and they're just getting younger and younger and more more natural. I mean, we see we've seen sort of Jude Bellingham, for example, mm-hmm. uh, dominate the European scene over the last few years, and he was, you know, not even turned into a philandel yet. So it's pretty remarkable. When did the Football Daily podcast start, Dugger? Yeah, so it began in 2012, so way before I started, and a lot of the current uh, lineup, as it were, so the likes of Joe Tomlinson and Patrick Van Straten and Chris Hamill. I think they joined the team in about 2014 and took it in a different direction. And since then, it's really grown in size. I think when I joined, it was on about 1.2, 1.3 million subscribers. So it was already really, really established. And we're now hoping to go past 2 million in the next year or so. So it's really grown in popularity, in scale. Um, You know, being bought by Sky created a lot of opportunities for us in terms of having access to players. It probably meant that we had to become a little bit more professional and a little less YouTube-y, let's say. Um, But it's been an amazing journey. And I think we do have a very naturally, you know, talented team, not just of presenters, but people behind the scenes. I think the standard of editing is remarkable. We've got some amazing camera operators and we've got everyone pulling in the right direction all together. So it's a, you know, really, really exciting project to be a part of. Where, where do you film the, 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 the football diner? 
Yeah, so we film in Sky. We film um, on, in one of their buildings, and we have a new studio that they built for us about eighteen months ago. And yeah, we've been in there. Yeah, we've been in there. We've got a green screen in there, so we can film uh, Stat Wars as one of Euro Football Daily's former shows, uh, which was you know a quiz show uh, set in space was the the theme, uh, which was always really highly entertaining. And then, yeah, if we're ever on, on TV or whatever, then we're in the same building as Sky Sports News. So it's pretty easy to, to work between the two. So I feel, you know, enormously privileged that Sky backed us uh, to this extent. In your opinion, apart from the Premier League, which is the second best league in the world, do you think? Oh, I mean, they've all got different things about them. I think uh, La Liga probably was the best league in the world up until about maybe three, four years ago. But the departure of some of the top stars yeah. from Real Madrid and the ageing of some of their top stars, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, Modric, Cruz, that sort of generation, Varane leaving, Sergio Ramos, and then Messi obviously leaving Barcelona, Xavi, Iniesta, Busquets, Jordi Alba. It probably doesn't have the star quality that it once did, but La Liga used to be. I actually would say if you want pure entertainment, the Bundesliga is very end-to-end. A lot of goals flying in, a lot of transitional play. There's not much sort of slow possession build-up. It's end-to-end, it's frantic, it's exciting. But I actually think the most entertaining at the moment is actually Serie A. I think there's six or seven very good sides mm-hmm. in Serie A. We saw it in Europe last year with Inter Milan and AC Milan reaching the Champions League semi-finals, Roma reaching the Europa League final. Uh, and Fiorentina reaching the Conference League final, that, you know, they are very good in terms of stacking up against the rest of Europe as well. They're very well coached as well. What's that, sorry? They're very well managed as well, like coach team as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, Simone Inzaghi's done a top job at Inter Milan and before that at Lazio. Uh, Max Allegri obviously has a superb record with Juventus. Hasn't may- maybe gone as well as people expected in a second spell, but Sarri, you know, did a top job at Napoli probably an underrated manager during his time at Chelsea as well. He's back at Lazio. Jose Mourinho as well, always, you know, a highly entertaining manager. And uh, yeah, Roma, it's it's a, fa- you know, it's an absolutely fascinating league full of really, you know, emerging talents as well. Lautaro Martinez, Victor Rossiman, uh, Kavisha Kvaratskhelia. It's well worth watching. Do you think Aston for this transfer window has been successful? I- I think it's been a big success. I don't know what you think, Chad, but I've uh, yeah loved love seeing all the names come in. I think Moussa Diaby has potential to be one of the signings of the summer. It's very difficult to say that, given the fact he cost £51.9 million. But I think he might turn out to be a bit of a bargain, to be honest. He's already looked absolutely electric. Ooh, he's a so world-class player. He, he really is, isn't he? And, you know, we saw last year at Bar Leverkusen mainly playing on the right-hand side and freeing up a lot of space for Jeremy Frimpong. So far, he's been used more centrally by Unai Emery. But he looks like he's, you know, so good in tight areas. He's obviously very quick. He's got a great eye for goal. You know, he's creative as well. He's kind of the full package. I think it's amazing that Aston Villa managed to sign him. Uh, Pau Torres, we'll see how that goes. I mean, you have signed Clement Longley today uh, to back him up um, on loan from Barcelona with Tyrone Mings out for a little while. And Yuri Tielemans adds to a bit of central midfield depth as well. So I think Aston Villa have had a really good window. Well, he's the best Aston Villa squad we've seen in years, probably. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, you guys finished the season exceptionally strongly under Unai Emery uh, and you've now got depth in, in pretty much every position. I mean, with Jacob Ramsey, John McGinn, Douglas Louise, Camera as well, that midfield is just stacked full of options. And Ollie Watkins, since the departure of Danny Ings and becoming that sort of main man, that fulcrum, has been absolutely sensational as well. I think he was really, really unlucky to miss out on the latest England squad named yesterday by Gareth Southgate. What do you think about our new signings? 
Yeah, I I really like them. I so think... the owner with Mangalai. And and who, sorry? Is it Longley? Is it Long? I'll just say Longley. Yeah, Cameron Longley. Cameron Longley. Yeah, he was at um, Spurs last year, wasn't he on loan? And he, I don't think he necessarily excelled. It was a difficult job um, at Spurs. I think the the mood as the season progressed under Antonio Conte was pretty miserable. They were struggling to sustain any pressure in the opposition third. Um, they just looked pretty broken by the end, and I think he slightly suffered for that. At the same time, I don't think he was a disaster by any means, and he was having to play at points under an Eric, you know, alongside Eric Dyer, who was pretty short on confidence, and, and Kuti Romero as well, who was, you know, not necessarily at his best. He was pretty ill-disciplined. So I think the fact you can rotate Longley uh, and Pau Torres for the next few months while Tyrone Mings recovers from his injury, and then Diego Carlos and Esri Conster on the right-hand side should stand Villa in pretty good stead, and I wouldn't be surprised if you guys finished in the top six or seven. I'm just surprised we got saw the striker. Yeah, that does seem a little a little strange, to be honest. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on Ollie Watkins to stay fit. Moussa Diaby can play more centrally as well, but it's not his natural position. I think John Duran, who scored against Everton, is probably your your primary backup um, for him. And then you also let Cameron Archer go to Sheffield United as well for an £18 million fee, which was a pretty good fee for a player that doesn't have that much Premier League experience. But at the same time, you do look slightly thin up front, especially uh, with Conference League football as well coming up this season. So, prey on Ollie Watkins' fitness. Does a good card when Archer went to Sheffield United? To big yeah, brother. Exactly. Yeah, he did. It was good. It was a good sale from you guys. Um, he excelled, wasn't it, at Middlesbrough last year. Never really got a look in uh, at Aston Villa. But yeah, best of luck to him at Sheffield United. They surely, yeah, they really need him. Did you study journalism at university? I did, but not in my undergraduate. So in my undergraduate, I went and studied international relations. So sort of history, geography, politics. So nothing to do with journalism whatsoever. Yeah. And it got to the last year of my course. And I really decided that I wanted to get into sports broadcasting. So I applied to do a master's degree at City of London University in London, which was an amazing opportunity. Um, you know, learnt the basics of editing for video and audio, learnt the basics of producing, speaking to camera. Every week they sent you out to go find a new story in London, and that was quite challenging at points. They also got you to make a, a short 15-minute documentary as your sort of dissertation. I did mine on homophobia in football uh, and thoroughly enjoyed looking into that topic as well. So it was an amazing opportunity and one I'm really glad that I did. But you have to do a lot of research as well had to do a lot of research for that yeah we spoke to a number of a number of people unfortunately we couldn't find uh someone to represent um, you know the gay community from the football world but we spoke to uh, a trans uh, photographer from Bournemouth we spoke yeah. to Tom Bosworth a, uh, a gay what's it how would you say long distance walker mm-hmm. um who's uh, competed in the Olympics and world championships uh, for the UK so yeah we managed to speak to a number of really inspirational people and try and get to the bottom of or, or try and find out a little bit more about why the environment has been so unfriendly to um, to gay players to come out in the past. I mean, there's been no, prior to the last couple of years, it had been yeah. since the early 90s and, and Justin Fashnu since there was an openly gay uh, professional footballer. So what is the best part of your job? The best part of my job, it's a very good question, Chad. I think it's probably the freedom that comes with working yeah. for Football Daily in terms of, you know, we'll come in on the morning or we'll discuss in our WhatsApp group, like what we want to talk about that day. 
you you get to pick the players you want to talk about you get to do the research you want to do and we go from there and shoot the best quality video we can with as much energy enthusiasm and as much research behind it and hope that the you know hope that the audience like it and in many cases they really have so we've been enormously privileged that we've got an audience now that are pretty loyal to us that enjoy our content uh, and we really enjoy making content for them also if you could uh, Dougie, can you spread the word about my podcast absolutely yeah i'll give it a retweet i'll give it you know a little blurb etc i think what you're doing is uh is really remarkable so i'm super super Thank impressed you. doesn't go on using it as a distraction from a condition Makes sense. Makes it sense. It's more of everything else as well. Yeah, well, you're a natural, Chad. So I hope you continue doing it. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed, enjoyed speaking to you. So, Dougie, this where if anyone can find you, where, where yes, can I find you? Yeah, so they can find me at Doogie Critchley on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, active across all three and then mainly across Football Daily, um, occasionally on Sky Sports News as well. But yeah, if you subscribe to Football Daily, we've got yeah, as, as the name suggests, daily content going out and um, short form videos of about 10 minutes to up to an hour long, you know, longer discussion shows as well. So, yeah, come check us out and, um, yeah, hopefully you enjoy it. Also, Dougie, good luck on transfer deadline day tonight. Thank you very much. Yeah, hoping that things don't go too disastrously for my club, Sunderland. There's loads of rumours flying around, Chad, and it's not looking too good. Thank you, everyone, for watching. If you enjoyed this video, give it a like and share it. And please subscribe to my channel. Also, remember to get your post notifications turned on. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section. Thank you so much, Dougie, for your time. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. The last thing that is left to say is up the villa. <laughs>